KINY, the voice of Juno, News of the North with Jordan Lewis. Dr. Joshua Boucher is the newest family physician at Search. He joined Capital Chat yesterday. First, he gives some details about himself. So I am, well, a military physician uh, originally and uh, trained in Fort Gordon, uh, Georgia, and then went to El Paso, Texas, where I served for four years and then came here with my family. I got three sons who are loving Juno. My son just started soccer practice uh, last night. It was a good time. I'm originally from Utah, Idaho area. Love the outdoors. A lot to offer here in Juno. And Dr. Boucher shares some details on his training. You know, regular family medicine residency is three years long, and during that time you do month-long rotations in uh, obstetrics, in pediatrics, and sports medicine. And then specifically in the military you do other rotations. One of them is called uh, TCCC, Trauma and uh, Combat Casualty Care. And so you go and you learn how to take care of a soldier while under fire. Uh, you do mass casualty drills and where you're, there's a real helicopter coming in and life lighting. People who are you know, pretending to be shot or wounded, but you're in there taking care of them as if they were. He decided to become a military doctor to follow his father's footsteps. He adds more about his training on specialized treatment for musculoskeletal conditions. Started with um, in osteopathic medicine training, doing manipulation. I learned this certain technique called FDM, fascial distortion model, and it really piqued my interest because you know you got someone who can't raise their arm. You apply this simple one-minute treatment, and now they can raise their arm, and that just blew my mind. Ten years ago, sitting in medical school, and so you know I'm gonna I'm gonna learn this, and so I took it upon myself to learn it. And um, as I was learning it, I started publishing research on it. And now I am part of the American Fascial Distortion Model Association. One of the things I do is I go around the nation and I teach courses on FDM. He's also trained in acupuncture and dry needling. Susan Olers is a wildlife biologist with the Tongass National Rainforest Yakutat Ranger District. Yakutat has a public hearing scheduled on Tuesday from 7 to 8 p.m. on Mountain Goat Management. Olers explains what the public hearing will cover. It's a public hearing regarding management of mountain goats in Unit 5A, which is around the Yakutat area. And just generally speaking, we've seen some decline in mountain goat numbers in the area. And so we have been proactive in closing down federal subsistence harvest season for several years. We want to continue to solicit input from the public. So it's, it's going to be information sharing, you know, questions and answers with um, interested folks, you know, looking for comments, concerns, any local that, that they may have the population or, you know, current management actions and how we want to proceed for this season. This season opens up on August 1st. This is how members of the public in Yakutat can participate. We have a, a physical meeting space here in Yakutat, and that is at the, the Yakutat Kwan conference room. And then there's also a dial-in number for folks to participate on the phone. The dial-in conference number is 202-650-0123, and the passcode is 89474396. Oler said they began seeing a decline around 2007, and once a mountain goat population declines, it can take time for them to recover. Additionally, the Sika Ranger District will hold a public hearing on July 27th on mountain goat management in Unit 4. 
And the 2023 Baranoff Island Mountain Goat season begins on Tuesday, August 1st. Registration permits are now available. An island-wide survey conducted in October of 2022 estimated the population at 1,652 goats. This is down slightly from the peak estimate of nearly 1,900 goats in 2019. However, confidence intervals overlap, indicating that Baranoff Island's mountain goat population is stable and still near historic high levels. All hunt zones, with the exception of the South Baranoff zone, will be open, and quotas have been increased in most zones. Coming up next on News of the North, Samantha Blankenship, the retiring executive director for the Juno Animal Rescue and incoming executive director Rick Driscoll, joined Capital Chat today. Isaac Updike from Ketchikan earned Alaska Athlete of the Week honors after placing third in the steeplechase at the USA Track and Field Championships in Eugene, Oregon. And Nick Begich III, a Republican candidate who lost Democratic Representative Mary Peltola in last year's race for Alaska's lone U.S. House seat, said Thursday that he will run against Peltola again in 2024. Those stories next on News of the North with Jazz Garrett. Welcome back to News of the North. Samantha Blankenship, retiring executive director for Juno Animal Rescue and incoming executive director Rick Driscoll, joined Capital Chat today. Blankenship talks about leaving her position and welcoming Driscoll to the team. It's been mixed mixed feelings. Um, you know, I'm sad to be leaving, but I also know that uh, getting to know Rick and knowing his history here in Juno, that Juno Animal Res- Rescue will be in great hands. Um, it's been great getting to know him. I really like Rick. The staff really likes Rick. Clearly, we did a large, we did a national search to fill this position. I know that there were about 17 applicants nationwide. There were people from all over the country that applied, and a local one out mm-hmm. and Driscoll shares some of his background. I've been in the nonprofit field for 18 years here in Juneau, so pretty well versed with how you know nonprofits work. For me, you know, I've, I've it's it's kind of my wheelhouse. It's I, like supporting my community and being part of my community and, and working in the nonprofit field is something that I'm pretty passionate about. So Juneau Animal Rescue, when, when this you know job became available it, for me it was like that's where i want to be that's that's a it's a new challenge it's something different than um, what i've done but also serves the community in in a meaningful way and right now the shelter is at capacity we have seven dogs and a couple of those aren't even available right now and then we have 30 cats right now and some of those aren't available and then what you don't see is also we have animals in foster situations because we've been at such capacity we have animals we've asked people to take on maybe our longer term animals or our younger animals so i know we have kittens in foster right now so they'll be in foster care until they're old enough to go into a home so we have we have a great support system locally with a lot of foster families and you know when we get to this point we ask people to come in and if you're thinking about adopting now is the time jar is asking people to come forward to foster or adopt some of the animals that aren't available but are in the shelter still need to be neutered or spayed before they're officially up for adoption a two-year-old standard poodle named george who is up for adoption will be undergoing specialized cataract surgery thanks to a recent gofundme organized by angela noon we thought we might get a few hundred dollars towards his surgery. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it's an expensive surgery. He has to go up to Anchorage. He has to recover in Anchorage for a week and then get rechecked before he could fly back down. And so she set up a GoFundMe page and we thought, well, it, you know, it might take a month or so, you know, to get the funding. And 
literally woke up the next morning and it was fully funded. People raised over $6,500. Nick Bigich, the third, a Republican candidate who lost to Democratic Representative Mary Poltola in last year's races for Alaska's lone U.S. House seat, said Thursday that he will run against Poltola again in 2024. Poltola hasn't formally announced a re-election campaign, but has been raising money. In an August special-ranked choice election to replace Young, Bigich finished third out of three candidates behind Poltola and fellow Republican Sarah Palin. Post-election analysis of all ranked choice ballots indicated that had Begich finished ahead of Palin, he would have been the eventual winner after Palin voters' second choices were tabulated. Instead, about half of the voters who picked Begich as their first choice went on to select Paltola or no one as their second option, and Palin failed to earn the votes she needed to pass Paltola. Isaac Updike from Ketchikan earned Alaska Athlete of the Week honors after placing third in the steeplechase at the USA Track and Field Championships in Eugene, Oregon. Updike, 31 years old, clocked 8 minutes, 17.69 seconds, just 22 seconds off his personal best, to snatch the country's final berth at the Track and Field World Championships in Budapest, Hungary next month. A standout cross-country runner at Ketchikan High School, Updike's performance at the National Championships marked the high point of a track career that progressed from walk-on at Eastern Oregon to NAIA National Steeplechase Champion to professional athlete to a fifth-place finish at the 2021 U.S. Olympic Trials to earning a spot at Worlds. The Alaska Athlete of the Week is selected by a panel each Monday. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com.